I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now, can't nobody tell me Do not adjust. We're just changing it up a little bit. This is still the JRD Hogcast. I am still the host, Dylan Lee, joined, as always, with my co-host, Jordan Russell, and our producer, Luke Griggs. I don't know. I I felt like I had to change up your walk-up music a little bit. I don't know. Cool collective. We'll see. We'll see what we got here. I like it. It works. (laughs) How would you say that? Little Nas X? Is it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so. We'll see. We'll see if we get a cease and desist after this one here. <laughs> Bring them <laughs> yeah, in. That so. someone heard it, right? Yeah, exactly. So. But. We're kind of off schedule, Dylan. How have you been? Haven't uh, talked to you in uh, almost a week. Life is happening. A lot of stuff to take in. Uh, we've got probably the biggest news, right? Muscleman? Yeah. Uh, people already know about it. Yeah, Although yeah. they'll be listening to this, people already know about it. <laughs> We're just going to give our thoughts on the new hire of Muscleman, uh, as well as some baseball wrap-up with the Auburn series. We've got spring football game, which uh, I went and watched. Somebody you had did. to. Somebody else had to go and do other things, go to Nashville and stuff. So we won't equally fun. <laughs> we won't fault him for that. So, but we are good. We are glad to be back and hitting this record button for you guys. Kind of feels uh, weird. We're like we're off schedule. Haven't recorded in a while. We're um, coming out with different music. I coming mean. out with just, we're <laughs> fresh, man. So, again, JRD. You can join the conversation at JRD Hogcast on our Twitter. So, so Muscle Man, man. Think? Yeah, think? going right there. We were thinking, all right. Ugh. <laughs> that's little, little, that's, a, that, that's the initial deal, and I am the unpopular opinion on that one. I feel like uh, it just doesn't do it for me i guess uh i think i've already shown in the past that i was willing to give mike anderson another year and so i think with how everything went down it just like i said i've already used it so it's just we'll see We, we we will see this the only thing i really like is that we didn't pay out the you know what for him uh, two point five million a year. Over so, five years, yep. Um, that is probably some nice wheeling and dealing because with his name being thrown around and where it was at, he probably could have easily gotten three million. Uh, there was talks that he was in with the UCLA stuff, so uh, they just hired theirs. And you really step back, you look at college basketball. Hey, at least our coaching search didn't take three and a half months. UCLA. <laughs> right, you always have to look at that because it definitely felt like three and a half months. But and our local uh, University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, has been in a coaching search since February, and they just hired theirs too. So we could be worse off. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so in uh, <clears throat> to still getting over, I'm getting better. Still, still battling the sick a little, but uh, they uh, and so I kind of. I don't know, I might have told you this day or maybe someone else, but um, I went from the meh attitude about muscleman with a meh attitude. <laughs> it's improved a little, just kind of like like you mentioned, the university itself is hyping the heck out of this guy. The PR is rolling on him. They are and definitely making the fans. We have established that I am the, like, I know people. Like, I get to meet people i get to go to the stadiums i uh i'm i'm a, I'm a big deal basically oh okay so right. so sure. just as long as everybody knows that so yesterday i got to meet the jimmy dykes 
I may have rolled up on him creeper mode. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he took it pretty well. I uh, rolled up to him at work and rolled my window down as he was walking his dog like he's some kind of normal person. <laughs> and uh, it's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And I said, hey, Jimmy. I know him first name, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, no, all kidding aside, before I get into what he said, I do want to mention, well, I guess this is still what he said, but he asked me, little old me, well, how I was doing two times in our two-and-a-half-minute conversation. And I kind of recollected about that a little bit. I didn't ask him once how he was doing. <laughs> I was so starstruck, and also in the midst of being starstruck, I'm like, why is this guy worried about how I'm doing? Like, you're the man. You don't even worry about me. How are you doing? But I didn't say that. So, anywho, asked him how he was doing, or what he thought about it, and he actually loved the hire, said that he's going to bring – Culture change, good energy. Uh, he's a real good basketball mind. But it's also not like he would tell me some random stranger who rolled up on him in a work truck that he thought he was a piece of crap either. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, the thing that really stands out uh, PR-wise and just kind of the overall consensus on this guy, if you replace the word basketball when you're describing him with football, is it Chad Morris? It's... It just kind of goes in there. Like, he's got such a great basketball slash football mind. I mean, just think about it. Say everything you just said. Replace it with football. And that is one Chad Morris. So the running joke that I've seen on Twitter, and I will give it to the masses on this one, is is there enough Red Bull for the two of these (laughs) folks? In Northwest Arkansas. Can Red Bull sponsor college programs? Well, hey. <laughs> you, you know, if both of us really don't dive into that energy drink, so if we're going to plug anybody, it's going to be Bang. So That's true. That's yeah, true. So we'll give the shout-out to Bang. I have had my Red Bull addiction over the years, I'm not going to lie, but then Bang came out. So um, we can, I like the Bang plug. We need to get in touch with their PR guy. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I'm sure uh, they'll the, take our call. Yeah. The... Uh, so we obviously we know that Muscle Man has basically spent some time in every pretty level. much every basketball level there is. Yeah. Um, no record is just like wow, except his NCAA record. Asterisk. Mountain West Conference is that right? Yep. Yeah, Mountain West Conference. From? So yep. Nevada, yeah. Um. Now, 110-34, no matter where you're at, that's his record, 110-34 over four years. Um, no matter where you're at, that's impressive. I mean, you can't knock that. Right. You can just go anywhere and win that many games. But as we know, the SEC is a different animal. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm hearing about this guy that I don't love is he's a big grad transfer guy. Yeah, he dips into that pool. But before you get too much in that, I would have to say – Nevada, you probably have to. And where we're at with Arkansas, you're probably going to have to right now. So that was actually kind of a plus for me. But Well, so I don't like it. We're, we're always complaining about keeping high school guys in state. And, you know, Anderson did a decent job. The bigger ones tend to have left, you know, exclude Gafford and, you know, guys like that. But are the people going to – be okay with that now when they weren't with Anderson. You know what I mean? Me, I don't love the grad. I don't mind a few. It's always good to have that experience come on board, but don't fill up 13 scholarships, which is what they're given with grad transfers. And I believe I heard uh, it was 11 of his players in Nevada had or were grad transfers out of the 13 scholarship players. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I thought I heard 10, but I mean, we're 10 or 11. Yeah, we're uh, splitting hairs there. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't like that at all. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's he he came in firing, you know. Um, so we'll see. You can't. Uh, well, okay. So you can do worse than what Anderson's last year was. But I'm anxious to see if the style of play changes. He says he's a big uh, defensive guy. He likes to take calculated defensive chances. You know, at balls and turnovers and stuff. Um, this this was in his um, meeting with the players. I guess that was a year check's house. I'm not sure. But, somebody's uh, living room. <laughs> somebody's living room. And um, 
he was saying that he's going to give them the freedom on offense. That's cool, but also a little nerve-wracking because we're used to not coming out of timeouts with an offensive play. What does that mean for freedom on offense? But, you know, knee-jerk reaction. You you like the knee-jerk reactions. You mentioned those. So that's my knee-jerk reaction to the hire. Can you give me uh, his career number again? His career number? Yeah, just across and, the board. Uh, and NCAA. NCAA is 110 and 34. And this is actually showing um, four years at a major school. And, yeah, so that's all at Nevada. Okay. So that's almost identical to when we oh, hired Mike, and- Mike Anderson from Missouri. <laughs> but that, that, that's no big deal. But uh, um, you need to let that you need to let that go, Dylan. Uh, Mike is gone. S- slowly here. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm. I'm gonna get on board. He. he... Well, don't get on board if there ain't no reason to get on board now. Well, I definitely. I know, I know you're hog through and through, but if I'm he not... sucks, we can say that. <laughs> I'm not getting on uh, what they're calling it. Like he's coined the phrase. It it went back to his videos on YouTube. Oh, you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, must bus. <laughs> So I'm not a big fan of anything involving a bus, especially if there's a Gus in front of it. So <laughs> and it's just too much alike. For it's, you. it's too close for me. So we might have to get that man a station wagon or a van or something. And it's going to be the bus, bus wagon. van or wagon, <laughs> something like that. I can't, I can't do it. I know it probably doesn't sound nearly as cool, but sorry. Uh, but one thing I did have for you, and I didn't really discuss this with you, but uh, Chad Morse on the hire. I got some audio on that. Okay. Well, a lot of great energy. You know, there was energy everywhere. There was excitement. Um, you know, it was great to hear his passion for the game, his passion that, uh, uh, that, that he already sees in our fan base. I think that's, um, you know, that resonated very well with me. And uh, being there just almost a year ago, uh, being on that stage, you know, so I, could, I, I knew what he was feeling and what he was going through, but, uh, but everything was the same. I mean, it was, it was the passion level of our fans and the love of the Hogs. So that Does was obvious. Ever talk without the word energy? No. Like saying the word energy? <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was obviously right after the 3 p.m. press conference on Monday. So uh, okay. that was right after. I mean, they were pretty much chasing him off the thing. So there's also a really awkward Mason Jones one out there. Like when they they hit record, uh, I think it's actually Razorback Nation that did it, and they. They show the first clip of the video. Again, this is the local news, and it's of the court of, of Bud Walton. So Nolan at Richardson Court, right? Uh, Nolan, uh, hey. So it's pointing right down there, and then they tilt it back up, and they're kind of trying to focus on Mason Jones, and then they're like, oh, are we rolling? All right, let's go. <laughs> and then they start the interview, but it's like, you guys could have cut all of that out every bit of it and then it's just it seems like they just kind of blindsided him and it was like one of those deals where it's like oh that's the only player we can get a hold of and so they were scrambling but it's like okay but a little weird yeah well hey grade it grade the hire oh we doing letter grades on this letter grades all right no curves no no curves so uh c plus C's well, get degrees, baby. <laughs> just just because uh, it has been brought to our attention uh, by our listeners, by a couple of them, that we agree too much, I'm going to disagree with you there. Oh, man. I'm going to go C minus. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, no, it's it's funny because when I asked you, I, when I asked you, you know, what's your grade? When I asked you that, I'm thinking C plus for me. And then you hit me with a C plus. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I can't have that. Oh boy! So uh, that—that's where I'm. That's at why with we're it. doing a show because we're like, man, we just we jive, we get this stuff, we're on the same page. Maybe that's not good. Maybe we yeah. need to have a a fighting podcast, <laughs> like just yelling and cussing at each other. Uh, just just overall on the muscle men, it's I see the similarities, and I, I've said it already. Like it, it's got that Chad Morris feel to it. So I've got to sit there and. Neither one of them, I feel like, is proven. Like, if you really put side-by-side sports uh, behind you on that point, Musselman probably has the better resume, I would say, because he's always got three conference championships. He he did turn 
Nevada around. Uh, I believe they went from nine wins to like 22 or 17. And so it, it was a big turnaround, but he dipped into the grad transfer pretty quick and he knew what he had to do. He kept saying that, and he said this, I believe, in that player meeting that we mentioned. He says we're, they're going dancing uh, next year, first year. He says the talent there, and I have a hard time looking at Gabe Osaboya and being like, are you going to be dancing? Because there's, yeah. be, there's still going to be some transfers, and it's probably going to be one of those like, hey, you're going to want to go find basketball you know, go play basketball somewhere else. And I, I think though with, with Osboye that you can you can coach that guy. I don't think he's ever gonna be an offensive threat, but I think it, and I'm not saying Muslim, but I'm just kinda of saying in general terms here, I think you can coach that guy to be a really good defensive player. And sometimes that's all you need. Game situations, stuff like that. I mean <clears throat> you can I I think he has the talent to be a good defensive player. Not that he doesn't have the talent to be a good offensive player, but he's just showing more flashes on the defensive side. I think, uh, well, we can kind of div- dive into this, but uh, I've wanted this since basically his freshman year. I think this is going to be the jump for Bailey. I feel like in an offense like they're saying here, I feel like he's going to be able to play a little bit better and – We'll see what happens there with it because it's going to be a senior year's. So. You got that want, want, want clip. Yeah, want, want, want. This one right here. You have, to the most defined term of the word literally, you have literally said that every year for Bailey. That it's going to be this a jump for the jump. This is going to be it. This <laughs> I definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... You're losing your credibility with me when it comes to Bailey. Yeah, I don't know about that yet. We'll we'll see. We'll see. No, we're, we we can see. We're we're not doing way too early predictions on basketball at this at this point. Let's but. do that right now. Do they <laughs> no, go no? no, no. Uh, uh, but the, who's some other the, people? Uh, who's some other people? Because he tends to one? run three guards. So who's going to show out? Yeah. So when I think three guards, well, Nevada had the. A very high percentage three point year, so obviously that's that's good for Joe. Um, I think you might could um, with with offense. He's he's kind of talking. I'll be honest with you. I may have watched one game of his as yeah. a coach. So uh, the style that they are talking about him bringing, I think that it's going to be a better facilitating offense for Harris. I think there's going to be more motion because there's one thing that always irritated me the past couple of years, that offense that we were running did not move. Yeah, a lot of flat feet. And uh, so I think that'd be good for Harris. Uh, if Cheney stays, I think that that will, with the flowing offense, I think that will open up the middle for Cheney to do what he does. So um, that's kind of the few off the top of my head without – Kind of diving in. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to feel about Mason Jones because, aside from down low, he's a pretty hybrid player. Like yep. he he kind of got it done everywhere on the court, for the most part. Good energy on defense. Sound like Morris energy, but he he was he was a big energy guy. He could hit some big threes. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm right cautiously there. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'm right there with on the three guard side. I see the obvious with Isaiah Joe Harris because. As much as you want to talk about maybe his offensive game, he's the best ball handler that's on the team. Mm-hmm. And then Mason Jones as kind of that third guard if they run that. Uh, a lot of talk with E.B. Ali, uh, who was a transfer, or I don't even know if he was transfer, but he redshirted this year. And uh, he's one of the bigger men. I think he's like 6'10". Uh, so there is a big body that was kind of back there. And Henderson. Henderson's another guy, and we obviously have Cheney. So, do I've, we? If well, thank you. That's yeah. yeah. That's what so, I'm saying. It's, it's kind of hard to project. It's, it's hard to do right now, but assuming we do have Cheney, I I still think with those three, if he is going to go grad transfer route, he's probably looking at big men. Do you think if we get if we have a few transfers, is are the tra- transfers going to be because they don't like the and obviously this is just what do you think? We have no idea yet. 
Is it going to be because they don't like the offense that he's bringing in, because they don't like him, or because they're still butthurt about Anderson? I think sure. kids these days really wear that hard on their heart on their sleeves, and um, you know some might just have a hard time. And he mentioned this in the in this conversation we're talking about. He can't earn their trust today. Can't earn it tomorrow. It's going to take some time, and he understands that. But I'm going to be really upset, especially Cheney. You know, I'm a big Cheney guy. Yep. If they don't give him an opportunity to earn that trust, for them to earn his trust, or you know, earn, yeah, the um, then it's gonna it's gonna bother me because uh, Anderson said in his departure video that was pretty moving. Um, it is a young group. That's Anderson's fault that it's a young group, but it is a young group. I would like to see them stick together and see what they can do. Well, and if the good old Razorback forum, social media, rumor mill is good, uh, they were talking Reggie Cheney was leaving because he wasn't happy with his role with Mike Anderson. So when they were first transfer talks came out, that was kind of the deal there. So I, he kind of got what he wanted. I don't think he completely LeBron James the deal because, again, this is strictly rumors. And yeah. uh, well, if that is true, he got at least half of what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. He still so, don't know if if this new role will be any better. I think uh, uh, I think the thing to look out for is that the coaching styles and practice and whatnot is going to be a little more, shall we say, Tom Izzo like over Mike Anderson. So he he definitely will be a little bit more. In, I your was face, in in your face and that kind of deal. So it, that's going to be some adjustment for him probably. But Practice-wise, though, I'm glad you mentioned that too because, again, in this video we're referencing, he was talking about if, if – I don't even know if we have boxing things around here. Around, I'm sure we do. But he was talking about taking them into some boxing classes, spin cycle classes, uh, Orange Theory, that heart rate gym up in yeah. Rogers. Um uh, swimming, I think. No, I don't think he mentioned swimming. But anyway, uh, point being that he's he's not very um, that's what I'm looking for traditional when it comes to just basketball. And even referenced, uh, he's not a big film guy. He doesn't like setting in hours on hours watching film. Said he might do ten minutes here, go hit the court, do some drills, come back, do another five or ten minutes. So. And I don't know how Anderson did it, so I don't know if it's any different at all or if it's um, all the same or anything. But um, it sounds like it might be maybe a little bit more engaging for the players. So that's anxious. To, that's that'd be exciting to see too. And again, kids these days on Twitter and stuff. Uh, a lot of the guys when Morris came in, new strength and conditioning coach and everything, they were talking a lot about how much stronger they've gotten how they worked out these different muscle groups and everything, so we might hear that from the basketball players as well. Right, yeah. And the opportunities to do the spin classes and uh, boxing and uh, Orange Theory, so actually up in Bentonville, I believe uh, Michael Jones, former Arkansas Razorback running back, is up there. But all of those give the opportunity to train and work those muscle groups whichever way he's thinking, but they're also team building and chemistry, and you get to learn a little bit more about your head hog at that point. So that will definitely be exciting. Uh, what is also exciting is we have some mail. So what? <laughs> some mail. We, we, we got, it's not quite snail mail, you know. They, uh, they definitely hit us on the, 21st century on this deal and hit us on the Twitter. So uh, we've got some fans wondering. And this is time for our new segment, which is our NWA Streetworks mailbag. NWA Streetworks is located in Silent Springs. They are a local affordable performance shop from brake jobs, engine swaps, nitrous, force induction, dyno tuning support, or full customs. They can get you covered. Their number is 47954. Four nine thirty six twenty two. If you want to go uh, fast, call them. Elite Mobile Detail. Uh, I know you'll be listening to this. That is a read. 
<laughs> so, so anyway, this uh, this mail uh, is coming from Dalton Hall on Twitter at, at Lucky Hill twenty two. He said at JRD Hogcast, what y'all's thoughts on Nolan focusing solely on baseball after the upcoming two thousand nineteen season? So the question I think <laughs> is so the. Focusing solely on baseball after the upcoming 2019 season is kind of throwing me off with the wording, but I believe he's maybe talking about not being in football from here on out until the season's over, baseball season. I, I kind of read that as like one more football season, and then uh, once we get done with football season and he's starting his spring prep again, it's solely on baseball. That's kind of how I take okay. that, and that's I how can, I can that's that. yeah. that's how I'm gonna approach that, and uh, I'll take kind of I'll take yeah, it. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, so with that, I've always kind of been a baseball guy, especially with where we're at in the uh, economics of things. If he truly wants to have a future and go pro in that, in a sport, make some money, be able to support for the family. The money, longevity, and all that stuff is definitely in baseball. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm one of these individuals that is like, football's too dangerous, we got concussions, because guess what? I love that game. So, uh, it's more or less where he's at with stuff. I see him more as a pitcher than I do an SEC quarterback, but ultimately it's that young man's decision, and he's going to do what he wants, and if he... he if he wants to do both, he he's, seems to be handling it for all intents and purposes well right now. So um, I would say go baseball all the way, maybe hone in that. And uh, we're going to need to have someone uh, sit in that Campbell role here shortly. So, Do you think he's uh, ready for that? No, uh, not not right now. So again... I also don't think he should be starting right now in baseball. So that's kind of the unique thing on that side of things. He definitely should be maybe a one or two out of the bullpen kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. Obviously, Costa Shock isn't a option right now. And I don't know how Cobb's longevity is, but maybe that is a guy that can move over or move Scroggins, Scroggins, sorry. Scroggins over to the Saturday and piece it together on Sunday like we've mentioned before, but ultimately, what's your take on Nolan playing just one? Well, um, I mean, obviously the amount of playing time in football I think will affect what he does personally, what he feels like doing. Um, I think – with the quarterback room that we've addressed already, you know, how full it is. And um, with he, – he's, he's shown flashes on the diamond so far this year. He He's young, so, you know, you do get in those situations. And right now it seems like even when he gets in a sticky situation, it kind of just falls apart. He, he's not really able to pull himself back. Again, he's young. That's to be expected. But I think he definitely should focus solely on football – or, I'm sorry, baseball. Oh, I thought we had it here. I thought we had it. Almost. <laughs> uh, almost. Almost. And, uh, actually, Mr. At Lucky Hill 22 was one of those that said we agree too much. But uh, I, I think it just, you know, career-wise, um, ceiling and everything like that, I think he's, I think he's a uh, baseball guy. Um, and now if he was – constantly competing for a starting job in football I would feel completely different about it but that's just that's just not the cards he's been dealt right now there's just too much depth there and I mean we don't want to we don't want injuries to give him that starting job in football so I'm definitely leaning towards the keeping it on the baseball side of things Um, honestly at this point, I know he's young and he wants to play. I would too. I want to play as much as I could, but um, I wouldn't even be shocked if he decided to skip this football season. We know he's not going to, but I mean that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, going back to that quarterback room, it's gonna get full, especially in August, because he's gonna be back in there for the majority of it, and we'll see how that works, because. Um, Hopefully they're still playing some baseball at that point, right? 
Uh, no, yeah. it'll kind of be well, wrapping up. August, not, not in August. Hopefully he'll be tired. I'm talking more <laughs> to the uh, summer practices and whatnot. But right. uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a full room, and we've kind of leaned more towards uh, K.J. Jefferson when he comes in for that role after the fact and see where Nick Starkle kind of sits in there and... So that's all it's gonna be full <laughs> yep but um thank you so much for the question i feel like uh dylan will put you on the spot now uh should we should we give our boy lucky hill 22 anything for being our first uh interaction with us we can definitely work something out if he uh if he hears this so he's got to listen to this episode oh, there you go and there uh he's go. gonna have to send us a dm on Twitter, and we'll have to work something out. We'll have to get with the producer, who's probably lighting it right now. But well, we can definitely work something out. I like it though. We'll we'll find out if he's listening if he DMs us. <laughs> All right. So moving on to baseball, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit, well, so kind of torn. I had a really good weekend, but that also kept me from watching my my hogs on the on the diamond. Um. We ended up, the um, game got rained out against Auburn on Thursday, so they had a doubleheader on Friday. Split the doubleheader, but we won the 15-inning game late, 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 and then uh, wrapped up the series win on Saturday. Again, I, I, don't, I don't think you got to watch much either. Um, I will say, since I don't have a whole lot of, to go off of, visually that I saw I will say that it was a huge series win not only because it is a conference series win but we were trading real close to dropping four in a row yeah and that series so well, we, we lost we did the, didn't we we dropped four in a row with two to Ole Miss and one to Little Rock and oh, then so the four opener and then opening yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um good turnaround I think that shows real good resilience in this uh for all intents and purposes, a young team. I mean, there's not too many seniors on it. Uh, it looks like Campbell was handed his first loss of the year. Nope. We, Cops. No, we didn't. Cops got that oh, loss on that right. one. Oh, that's right. He yep. did. Look at Campbell. Skin, <laughs> oh, skin so of his Skin of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. good. Uh, that's <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a weird scoring thing there. Yeah. But um, – he did. He ended up pitching uh, pitching six and two thirds. Uh, he did give up three earned runs, seven hits, but um, I, again didn't get to watch, so I'm not sure. Did not sure did he fall apart? And the bases loaded. I don't know anything like that. So um, I know you've been kind of scouring the box scores. Anything jump out at you that on that uh on that first one it uh. He he went six and two thirds innings on it, yeah. so uh, that's one of his deeper outings. It's uh, he's he, eclipsed he, that a little bit. He's getting a little bit deeper yeah, each time. Yeah. It seems like he's on the mound. So uh, the big thing with that is he came up on that hundred threshold. It definitely seems like nowadays with pitchers, once that that hundred mark is definitely where you're thinking about it, and you, no matter how they're playing. It, but the big thing is he just he wasn't throwing strikes he he only had three strikeouts and it his his command of the you know strike zone just wasn't there for that game so right. i did see quite a bit of the highlights if you want to call them that <laughs> but uh turn around and nolan gets on there and he uh he goes four and two-thirds gives up three earned runs um it looks like from what I can tell here, that uh, probably Ramage is the one that kind of settled everything down that game. He went four and two thirds, gave up no runs. Um, he went all the way to seventy-five pitches in the previous three before him. That was Nolan Scroggins. I did not notice yeah, that. Yeah, Scroggins. Scroggins and Cronin threw third. What the hell was Cronin doing? In? <laughs> yeah, they 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 brought. See, him I didn't in. get to watch. Yeah. I, <laughs> So, they brought him in the eighth, I think. Uh, but Ramage is another name that we should have mentioned in that aspect of maybe jumping Connor Nolan 
and the starting role. That so. I, I thought I did bring up Ramage. Yeah, you last, did. last recording. Maybe I'm jumping on the Ramage Dodge Ram van there a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, so Ramage though, the, the thing about him is uh, just off the top of my head here. It doesn't seem like when he comes in, things go bad. Not that they get better, but they don't go bad. Sometimes they do get better. But, um, you know, it's it's always weird, a pitcher coming from a reliever position into a starting. I mean, that's just – it's a total different ball game. Um, but I will say out of the bullpen, aside from Cronin, again, why the hell he threw 33 pitches? I have no idea. But um, aside from trust factor – or aside from Cronin when it comes to trust factor, mine's with Ramage right now as a, as a fan – um, Scroggins, I I don't necessarily understand moving him off a of Sunday. I know we talked a little bit about that, but that's that's kind of weird to me. I, I feel like between him and Nolan, Scroggins was the better of the two in the starting position. Right. But but maybe you know as they did on Friday, they brought him in to relieve Nolan. Maybe they felt that was a better formula. Obviously, it worked for this series. Uh, Wicklander came in on Saturday, threw five innings, gave up two hits, no earned runs, six strikeouts, and he got up to ninety six pitches. So he, he's getting he's getting up there though. He's definitely improved slowly on the year. So uh, did we record? Uh, did we talk about? Yeah, we talked about the Little Rock game. Um, yeah, we did. This this midweek stuff, man. Um, the pitching's not been. And give me an update on uh, the return of the cowboy. Yeah, well, again, this game will have been over. Yeah, of by the time people listen to this, but um, we're winning nine to six, bottom of the sixth, and uh, oh, Kerstat hit a grand salami a while ago. Uh, that gave us a lead, and I do believe we've been recording since, but I do believe they ended up surrendering that lead again. But now they've got it back. I did try to but, sneak in and get that recorded because I did. Uh, we were doing our uh, production meeting while you're watching that. Oh, I, well, I, 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 d- I did try to record that little clip, but we would have had to use a longer beep on that one. So <laughs> you were oh, little, because of me. <laughs> yeah, you were a little <laughs> excited. It would have been after hey. a long beep <laughs> for the edit there. I think something happened with um, he beep crushed that ball or something <laughs> like that. So, something along that lines. Man, the thing, uh, the so I wish that they uh, would get a kind of a different camera angle because normally when when one goes yard, they're hitting it the camera angle from behind the the home play, right? Mm-hmm. I wish they would find a way to tilt it just a little bit because I swear that thing bounced off the top. Uh, trying, trying to see that trajectory. Yeah, seeing like if the scoreboard would have gotten out the way, would it uh, hit the O and Foghorns behind Bond Walker? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we're uh, we're winning nine to six right now. Um, like you mentioned, Hunter Wilson came back, cowboy, um, and he um, he got a really nice standing ovation when he came out for his first at bat. I uh, haven't seen others if that's a continuous thing during this game, but he that's something it. he deserved. Yeah, that's something about uh, you know a lot of uneducated fans that just oh he left they'd be mad, but hogs especially right now hog fans love their baseball and they know he was a uh, pretty big part of that uh last year's run to the runner-up world series so had that spark that plug mentality nice uh, he seemed yeah. like a, he seemed like a guy that was probably really fun in that locker room so oh, i'm sure he yeah. was probably a little silly yeah so but that was good to see but um anyway um again i was out of town i know you and our producer got to meet a celebrity at the spring game this saturday and uh you can kind of Give me a little bit of an update in our listeners, kind of what you saw. I know spring games and scoring and all that's a little funky, but what, did you really get to see anything out of the out of the Razorbacks on the spring red-white game? Yeah, so spring scrimmage, red-white scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, going back, yes, we did meet Cannon Sandy in, uh, in the uh, stands there and his mom, Ginger. Uh, great people, as always, and took a nice little picture from him and had a nice little chat and... Is uh, good. Jealous of you there. <laughs> it was good to see him, you know, out and about and doing his thing and getting all those pictures, talking to all those recruits, and just being him. What? Uh, 
you just can't help but smile when you're around him just talking for with him for a little bit was it's just a lot of energy and it was just good good guy that's that's he all managed I can to say. get a good picture out of you too so that's saying a lot for Canaan <laughs> right there yeah the uh the photo bomb in the back but whatever <laughs> so Luke. lukey oh man so let's see some highlights i mean the obvious one that everyone was running was trey knox so we'll start there with the 45 yard bomb cool wasn't a bomb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here's my big deal. And uh, the quarterback room right now is struggling. Um, we didn't have Connor Nolan. He was out winning baseball games and whatnot. So we had Ben Hicks, and we saw a little bit of John Stephen Jones, and we saw uh, Dalton Hyatt a little bit into the fourth, and I think a little bit of Jack Lindsay. So uh, we were reaching. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna feel completely different in August, and we'll see where that is. But really, just um, between the two, the main ones there, John Stephen Jones and Ben Hicks. Like, if you are gonna overblow things and think completely onto a spring game, you're gonna be like, "Well, John Stephen Jones is a starter, right?" <laughs> so, because he. Uh, again, he was working with the twos. Keep that in mind. He was going against the twos as well. So, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway, um, getting that team going and, again, being in second year. But keep in mind, Ben Hicks knows the system and all that kind of stuff. So it was supposed to be a smaller learning curve, if any. So more or less the stuff that he needed to work on was the teammate stuff chemistry-wise. And going back to the Arkansas PR they shot a whole video of Ben Hicks slapping hand fives and, you know, John and playing around with the guys during practice and, you know, making it look like he was a team leader. I didn't get that from the video, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, again, when I did that breakdown between the two, Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks, like, right now, I, I can't get hyped for Ben Hicks. He's kind of what I thought. It's having trouble with out routes. He had some longish throws, and uh, he got he got saved a lot of times, and he got saved by Trey Knox first of all. And the offensive efficiency just wasn't there. They had uh, they didn't get a first down until the third drive, and when it was really going, it was with the twos. Uh, running back-wise, we were thin there. They had Chase Hayden for a little bit. He disappeared. Uh, then they brought in Jordan Curtis to uh, kind of tran- not transfer, but he moved over from defensive back and Devil Whaley. Uh, Whaley, he, he's kind of one that stuck out for wrong reasons. He uh, didn't impress me, honestly. So uh, Jordan Curtis was decisive. Had a nice burst off of the line, and, you know, if he continues to progress, like you would imagine, uh, give that guy a look. Not, you know, I'm not saying he needs to be getting, you know, 30 carries, but you could definitely probably work something in, because... He kind of be a motion scat back guy, you think? Maybe something along those lines, but uh, I feel like Chase Hayden will be in that primary role for something like that, and you're going to have a Boyd-Whaley mix, and... Uh, you're you're really looking at it, and uh, the line moved a little bit better in sequence, better footwork around that kind of stuff. Uh, anytime I see pick sixes or determined pick sixes with the offense, like they want to run that. Welcome, hey, have your moment, Devin Bush. You will probably play many many years. Yeah, you definitely look like the real deal, but uh, that that's tough for me. I see a pick six, and I'm more of an offensive-minded guy, and uh, I see a bad throw by John Stephen Jones. That's what I see. So, <laughs> how bad was it? Uh, severely underthrown, but it was also kind of a lazy route. So he wasn't really getting any help, but a good route wouldn't have helped that either. So, um. 
line play needs to work out. We didn't have uh, the MVP of spring ball and Colton Jackson out there. So we'll see where that's at. The defense was better. Big highlight offensive was one penalty. Again, coaches might be playing with these refs, telling them, you know, kind of what they need to be looking out for and that kind of right. stuff. So we we might not get in too many true calls. I haven't charted that one yet, so I uh, can't break it down too much in depth because, honestly, I will do that more for the regular season games. I'm not right. going to do that for spring ball. I'm sorry. So uh, they hit their – threshold of the 100 plays they wanted to have at least a 100 plays they've been trying to do anytime they've had a scrimmage they've tried to do 90 at least 90 plays they had 106 offensive plays so um Bielmo would never run a practice or game like that so no not at all <clears throat> well compared to what you and I got to see last year what was the did the did the playbook look more opened up or Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, and you're yeah, not. <laughs> so it's on TV though, so they're not gonna. Yeah, I mean, you're not. You're not gonna show anything there. You're. Right. You're, get, you're getting spacing right. You're getting some timing routes right, and some basic stuff. They were working RPO pretty heavily, and that was all just timing stuff across the board. You're gonna want your quick cut receiver routes to be clean. You're gonna want your handoffs and that kind of stuff to be clean, and you're also gonna want your linemen to be able to squeeze out and have that spacing. So, because again, some of these uh, older guys aren't used to, because they're spaced out a little bit more. So the uh, they're they're used to kind of being play, playing in a phone book or or phone booth or in the aspect of last few years on the ground. Yeah. So we will well, see. That's uh, a... Portland State is going to be our true uh, spring <laughs> game, fall fall game, and we'll see uh, a better understanding, but. The ultimate test to see where this is or where this team is is going to be that Ole Miss game. I hate to say it, and it's quick for me, but looking at at, at that and kind of progression-wise, I might have been a little hesitant. This 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 might be a five and six kind of team. I'm I'm just I'm just saying, but mm, I I ain't, I ain't going official on that one yet. So we we still getting all the trophies, all of the rivalry. <laughs> Yeah, we can go five and five or six wins, still get those. Yeah. Well, I was not uh was not here. Uh, Enlighten so us, Jordan. Um Enlighten first of all, good analysis. I like it. I feel like I was there. Um I was at uh Nashville, as we mentioned on the last last uh podcast, and uh I got to um uh, experienced uh, Broadway in Nashville. That was cool. Uh, Ten years ago, probably would have been cooler <laughs> when I could hang. But uh, I did not drink a lot, so you'd been proud of me there. Not that I'm an alcoholic, but I just didn't <laughs> drink a lot. We did Uber there and back. Um, what's So you, you kind of let me down on this. We sort of had a, a plan. Oh, boy. You're not... <laughs> You're not much into the Supercross stuff. Not so much that you don't like it. You just you have you know haven't watched it or anything. You've you've wanted you've wanted to have this moment. You wanted to talk a little bit of some uh, motor I dirt talk bikes. Some, <laughs> mo yeah, them dirt bicycles. <laughs> them dirt bicycles. Uh, people just rolling over here, rolling over hills and doing backflips. You know, and people yeah. hear motorcycles. They're like, that's all they do. It's pretty. No, easy. but uh, I got to go with a good buddy of mine and. Uh, Another guy that I got to meet, I've met him before, but we got to hang out. He was pretty cool. But what I found, a um, couple things here. Nissan Stadium, Titan Stadium. The stadium itself is pretty meh, okay, not bad. Um, the setup of the stadium was pretty freaking cool. It's uh, right across the river from Broadway. Uh, I walked, the, they have a little pedestrian bridge. Well, it's not little, but it's a pedestrian bridge crosses the river from Broadway to the stadium. And uh, I thought that was pretty you, – you can get on the stadium side and still hear Broadway rocking and stuff. And uh, just the backdrop of it and everything was pretty sweet uh, for us Supercross aficionados. The parking lot was awesome because it was a bigger pit area. And uh, all you have to do to get in there for the pits is 
buy you a Monster Energy uh, drink at a gas station, drink it, pour it out, whatever you want to do, but you just donate it to them. And uh, you get a little stamp, and you can roam the pits for essentially all day. They close at 5. And uh, if you get in there and wait long enough, you can meet the riders, get some autographs, but they have some cool little interactive things. Um, they had a little freestyle area, and they, they, they really were doing backflips and stuff then. Uh, had nothing to do with the racing, but that's just guys that come and show that off. And uh, anyway, it was a bigger pit area than I've gone to Dallas and I've gone to Houston for this, and it was a bigger pit area for that. One problem is uh, this was the first time they've had this at Nashville, and the crowd control was garbage. I have never had to wait in a line. Like I said, I've been to Jerry World and been to NRG Stadium and Houston for these. Never had to wait in a line. When I say wait in a line, I'm saying it's moving. You're you're there. You're in a line, but you're, you're moving. This was a disaster. They literally had a zigzag thing going on. We may or may not have acted sort of lost passing a good chunk of that line and then just kind of filing in at the front. May or may not have happened. Um, but they just – they if, if they're going to have it there again, which they should, the, the track and everything, the riders seem to like it. But um, that needs to be addressed. Um, elite Mobile Detail guy was riding around on scooters. They have these scooters there like little razor-looking scooters, battery power and all that, that are just free roam. Like some uh, Uber has something to do with it, I think, or you can download this app and scan it and it charges you 15 cents a minute or something. And to his credit, he did not get on one for almost a full 24 hours, but he ended up jumping on one, riding around. He thought he was just the bee's knees on this thing. I think he even tried to do a little jump off the ground with it once. I'm not he, sure. He tried to take it on the track, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. I didn't want to say it on that, but no. Uh, he himself has raced motor, motorcycles, and uh, he's a little bit um, – he's a has-been at this point. Like He ain't got it no more. But um, he thought he did on that scooter. He really did. But we had a good time, man. The races, um, my boy Eli Tomac pulled it out at the end. Um Unfortunately, there was a pretty bad wreck there. Uh, they haven't released what's on, what's up with those riders yet. But uh, all in all, it was a good night. I got to sit to sit next to probably one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met in my life. Who was didn't know her at all. Never seen her once in my life. We kind of said hello halfway through the night when something exciting was happening. She was grabbing my shoulder, grabbing my arm, freaking out like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Um, but Overall, good time. I got to see the Grand Ole Opry leaving on Sunday. Uh, you know, that's a big deal to me. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, like I said, wish we could have uh, gone to the spring game together. But at the same time, I've never been to Nashville. Hadn't got to go to a Supercross race in way too many years. So, I'll take it. Well, Nashville, we could, they we are We could talk busy. about it, Dylan. What? But you didn't watch it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh I'll just say I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's it's you a, didn't. it's sitting on the DVR, but hey, <laughs> it's too damn late now. We're we're binge watching Dexter at this point, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but again, uh, guys listening, if y'all do, uh, if y'all want to hit me with any kind of motocross, supercross stuff, if you dip into the freestyle, I'm probably not going to be a whole lot of fun to talk to on that just because I don't watch it as much. But if y'all want to uh, hit us up on Twitter and you can direct those questions to me, that's at jruss2289 on the JRD Hallcast handle. Yeah. Um, feel free, like I said, I could talk about it. I got a lot to talk about, but I can't because Dylan didn't watch it. Nashville, they, uh, they've been pretty busy. They got the draft coming up next week or this week, whatever that may be, so – I mean, they are a big city, so they should be able to support that kind of stuff. I'm kind of surprised with the crowd control, but well, that's then that's again, a, who who goes planner? Who goes to the uh, who goes to the Titans games? Like, so there's what 53 man roster, so <laughs> oh, at least 53, maybe 11 <laughs> on staff. So we're but probably not... we're probably looking at hundreds of people. I see, I see the the jab you're trying to take, but when it comes to that crap, that's just the well, the land, I don't know who they are, Landmark, whatever. That's the event planners that just yeah. – I bet you, honestly, seeing the Nashville's never had it, 
probably didn't know what to expect and maybe underprepared rather than overpreparing for it. But like I said, that outside of that overall, it was they they had like the no seating ticket issues or nothing like that. But we will be going back if they have it there again. Well, you have uh you have mentioned it. We're gonna give him a second plug because we already mentioned our Twitter, but there is some dirt to be, I guess, unshoveled. I don't know. Shake it out. Shake it out. That's what we're going to do with our uh, Elite Mobile Detail LLC Twitter Dirt segments. We still don't have a read-off. Yeah. And I was with him all weekend, talked to him about it again, but I do have his number this time. It's um, 832-540-8013. Again, it is Elite Mobile Detail, so he will come to you. Uh, Find him on Google. Uh, There's a lot of reviews on there. I personally have given him one, but he's got... 500 or something, I think. He's also he on uh, Facebook as well. So He's on Facebook as well. We're trying to get him in the Twitter game. It would be fitting, seeing as how he is our Twitter Dirt segment <laughs> sponsor. But, uh, yeah, 832-540-8013. You want to start it off? All right. So the uh, this is kind of two places. I've seen it on multiple ones. It was kind of reshared. The initial photo, the first time I saw it, was actually from uh, Muscleman's wife, Coach Muscleman's wife. Uh, do you have her name? Uh, I unfortunately, I'm sorry, I do not know that off the you top go of for my it, head. I'll look it so, up. Yeah, um, they have apparently this is the Mona Lisa, the crown jewel picture, whatever you want to say of Nevada basketball history. They have one. Pretty much shirtless, almost shirtless. He's taking his shirt off, uh, Coach Musselman. And Daniel Sargent. There you go. Uh, yeah, she used to work for ESPN. Uh, anyway, um, she is running up to him, and she is writing with a dry erase marker, Mountain West Champs on his chest. Well, that image was doctored by our Photoshop folks. At uh at Arkansas, and now in the image it said "Woo Pig Suey." I did well, not. <laughs> the Nevada that's a hell of a Photoshop <laughs> because I saw that picture. I didn't know that was a Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. So the shirt was blue for Nevada. They changed that to red. I'm pretty sure they changed <laughs> the marker color because it was blue, and they changed it to black. And then they, I think they even changed what she was wearing to red, and. That's Props, awesome. the graphics department at uh, the U of A. <laughs> awesome. We love it, obviously, because we're Hog fans. Uh, the Nevada Wolfpack? Wolfpack. Wolfpack, anyway. Uh, they were salty. They they did not like it. Um, essentially, it was a whole lot of way to spit in our face, uh, way to tarnish our legacy. We thought you were classy. Or, uh, we thought you classy. were Cassie and uh, classy, but now you're classless. Sorry, I couldn't run those oh, together. I'll see why that turned so, out to be rough. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not not a whole lot of love, I guess anymore. They they uh they acting like that ex girlfriend right now. <laughs> can you can you put yourself in their shoes though? Oh, I, I definitely can. So, I mean, well, I'm wondering. I, I'm asking because like it, we've we've said this a million times. You know, NCAA is a business. Things like this happen. Coaches come, coaches go. I just, I mean, if it were me, I get, you know, he had a good run there. So, yeah, it would kind of suck. But um, I don't know that I would be pissed, I don't think. And, I mean, again, I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm saying this is on the U of A graphic department. Like, honestly, she, she posted it or retweeted it, however I saw it. So, but then the University of Arkansas posted it, uh, or I saw it after the fact because Twitter right. can't line the stuff up. But anyway, uh, I just I can see where they're mad, but he also didn't leave a dumpster fire. Like if they do the right thing, they're just probably gonna call up an assistant coach who everyone's. Pretty I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna so. do it. Is it a uh, Bob Stoops? Handing the keys to the Ferrari to Lincoln Riley situation. 
I mean, I mean, obviously not that level, but I'm saying. Yeah, that's, I mean, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't say Ferrari, but maybe like a new I think Kia. You did say Ferrari the other day. Well, I did I'm say for for OU, but with Nevada. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I well, would no, say, it's not that level, but it's. it's I would say similar... like certified pre-owned. Okay. <laughs> with the Carfax. <laughs> with with a decent Carfax. <laughs> Little fender bender. Bender 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 bender. Golly, I can't. If people don't understand that, we just sounded like a bunch of idiots right there. Oh man. Um. So yeah, <clears throat> mine comes to you from um, Razor Nation is his name on Twitter. Oh, straight call out. Uh, straight call out. It's uh. Well, the recruits won't. Uh, he he tweeted this on uh after the spring game. Well, the recruits won't be blown away by the spring game crowd. I get it's a spring game, but we're going to have to play our role if we want to be the great program everyone is complaining that we should be. Stop it. That's just ridiculous. So, first of all, it's a spring game. We're not going to fill that sucker up with 75,000 plus. It's just not going to happen. Second of all, recruits are probably giving a little bit of a heads up ahead of time like, hey, there's not going to be 75,000 people there. This is a this is a practice. You're getting to see a little bit more glorified pla- uh, practice. You're getting Kane and Sandy's there. Kane and Sandy's going to be that. You can leave the stadium completely empty and have Kane and Sandy there, and he's going to get you half of those recruits that come to visit. <laughs> so this dude is just one of those people that can't be pleased. He's always going to have to find something to gripe about. It's, it seems to always be thrown back in the fans' faces, like, you're not doing your part, you're not doing this and that. And I don't know if those tickets cost to go to the game. I don't, I don't know if – I know there's some sort of Razor Fest or something that was free, right? Yeah, the but, whole the whole thing's free. The whole thing's free, okay. They, cool. they recommend uh, – they have a canned food drive, which you donate and that kind of thing, almost like right. the Monster Energy did with the recycling mm-hmm. side of things. So. Okay, so <clears throat> also it's um, – it's it was one of the – first nice weekends that we've had in a while was not some kind of crazy weather going on. And then um, I'm going to take this a step further when it comes to fans. Um, we went two and 10 last year and there was a whole lot of this crap on the damn Twitter last year with fans not showing up this and that you got to put the product on the field. First of all, second of all, whether the product's there or not, money is a factor. Not everybody can just go and buy a $130 ticket or, whatever the cost $70 ticket and uh go to the game there's travel expenses involved people actually breaking news here have a life so if you can't make it to a damn spring game okay it was on tv a lot of people probably opted to do that anyway so that's my twitter dirt shut the hell up it's a spring game chill out fair enough i got i got nothing yeah, well, well said. Um, kind of going back to the crowds and everything, it's kind of off the wall, but did you see Greedy Vance, who is a recruit for us, uh, commit? Uh, he shared a picture of him donning the hog gear, uh, full, full, full deal, all uniformed up, probably Photoshop, I don't know. But uh, he said, uh, I've got the strength, I might be misquoted because I don't have it in front of me, but I have the strength to make 80,000 scream and 107,000 shut up. (laughs) So he is a boot boy, Louisiana. And uh, again, some more salty fans came out because for some reason they thought that was directed towards them. Louisiana fans, uh, LSU fans, uh, they... Took that as a shot towards them. You start looking at it, and sorry, Death Valley doesn't hold 107. Granted, Arkansas is a little under 80,000. So when you look at 107,000, that's kind of on par with College Station and Kyle Field at Texas A&M. So if we're going strictly by numbers, it was a shot at the <laughs> Aggies. Sorry, Tigers, it's not all about you. But if we have an opportunity to see, hear, witness salty, sad LSU fans, I actually would pay money to see that. Yeah, so. exa- absolutely. But uh, we were we ran long. We we ran long here, Jordan. So where are we at? 
we we we're over we're over an hour of Let's, just uh... just rambling. So I feel like we we've had some people ask about it. They've wanted that top five, but yep. I, I think we're gonna have to tease them. One more episode. We One will start episode. out. We will start out episode fourteen. Sometime. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, episode 14, next time we record, five through one. Sound fair enough? I well, like it. We'll do that. And uh, until next time, Woo Pig Suey, we're going to leave you we with... also... Oh, oh, you got some for us. Okay. We also need to make up the Burning You Up segment. Yep, yep. Ivan's Old Time Meat Shops. Burning, burning You Up. Because I'm burning... And only because we ran long am I going to stay quiet about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know you're hot. So. I'm feeling good about it. So, But until next time, but we'll I pick got... Suey. <laughs> and we'll leave you with uh, some of our fresh new music on our intro here. So I think it was this button. Oh, hey, good to to you. In the <laughs> As always, you too, George. Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Nah, can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my butt. Cheated on my butt. You can go and ask me. My life is a movie, boy riding in boots. Cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me.